In the summer of 1978, a fierce battle raged on Hurricane Lake. The campers at Camp North Star were facing their rivals across the lake at Camp Mohawk as part of an annual competition between these two very different groups of kids. Mohawk held onto a slim margin heading into the final event, where it was up to underdog runner Rudy Gurner to not only bring home the victory for Camp North Star, but to prove to his fellow campers they had him all wrong. You can learn all about this in the 1979 movie Meatballs, starring Bill Murray. Please be sure to say hi to Mickey. I flew to Dallas this week for work. I had this stylized David Lynchian vision of this trip in my mind, set to a very particular soundtrack, Dallas by the Flatlanders. Jimmy Dale Gilmore's voice, with Joe Ely singing harmonies, is evocative of a certain era for me. Ethereal. Kind of creepy. You know, like this dude. In the early 1970s, when that song was recorded, air travel appears to have been a very formal affair. People were, so, people were somehow curious to one another, all while dressed in their finest attire, smoking like chimneys two feet from one another, drinking free airplane booze, and never once daring to think of the behaviors I saw at times this week. The specifics aren't important. It's enough to just acknowledge how weird we are with one another right now, especially when we're traveling. I started thinking of how I'd end up representing this in podcast form during the first leg of my trip. At the time, I joked to myself that I'd have myself a nice, tight three-hour recap for a one-hour flight. You see, I've always been very observant, and for whatever reason, I feel the need to share all of these details when I tell a story. The behaviors I observed in others were alien to me for so many reasons. The time and space created by the pandemic, this generalized ennui we all seem to be dealing with right now, the general lack of internal acknowledgement that we're all literally feeling the same things and everyone is trying to figure out ways to deal with their own stuff. By the time I arrived in Dallas and dealt with what awaited me there, I was probably looking at abandoning the whole five minute time limit. This one was going to run really long kids. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know maybe I'll do a series. One story about the flight down one about the trip itself and one for the return. I mean, there's no way I'd get all the big stuff across without the excruciating levels of detail I always feel compelled to add. Keep in mind, this was just the initial flight. I still have three more legs, including the return flight and a layover in Atlanta yet to deal with. Yet despite that first night going remarkably bad, once I got moving the next morning, the story had edited itself down in my head. And now a full day later, I got it done in three paragraphs. Yeah, I left a lot out, but it's not important to the story, and I'm okay with that now. I do want to acknowledge the workmates I saw this week. I made time to visit people I'd interacted with just to say hi, to find some common ground. It was so worth the trip. We really need to stay connected to one another, especially the people that are important in our lives. Tying this all together, let's talk about another character in Meatballs, Larry Finkelstein. Fink's role is pivotal. His victory over Mohawk Power Eater, the stomach in the hot dog eating contest, is what gave the underdog runner from Camp North Star the chance to win in the first place. Fink was the token fat kid in the movie, and to see the fat kid do good stuck with me. Hold up, though. Fink's going to have to digest all those hot dogs eventually, isn't he? You know, when you go just a little too far eating and you're instantly regretful, and there's that feeling that, oh boy, this one's going to take a while. That's what my brain's like. Except I never felt any better. I would pile on and pile on and never give my, rain, my brain room or time to digest anything. It made me feel physically sick when it happened. I'm assuming many of you that know me had to deal with this in real time at some point or points in our time together, watching me trying to simply process everything. 
I never really thought much about anyone else. It wasn't intentional. I needed help digesting all of this. Never once thinking that you were trying to process your own stuff. I do apologize if I took any liberties. I was and am grateful you took the time to listen to me in the first place. You should all know I'm a lot better now. I don't know what led me to this point where I feel like I can process things. I do know it was a hell of a journey. I remember watching TV one night about three months ago, and I suddenly became aware that my brain felt empty. Usually it's like an airport terminal in my brain. All kinds of different sensory inputs, anxiety, mental and physical exhaustion, this general feeling of helplessness. But that night, for the first time I could remember, it was like a giant empty room. It was amazing. I can empty that room much more easily and on my own now. I know all this sounds great, but I had to figure out for myself how to affect all of this change. And what works for me is going to sound hollow to others. I know it always did when others gave me advice. I needed to get myself to a place where I could approach this with sincerity. You should know that during all this, I thought I was losing my goddamn mind. It felt like I was cracking up. It was not fun. I'm going to do an episode on this soon. For now, I've reached the point where if in fact I am cracking up, is that bad? I mean, it sounds bad, right? But what if that feeling was the bad stuff making its last stand? And all that bad stuff is what's keeping the good stuff obscured. That's what it feels like now. Look, I'm still a work in progress. We all are. We can give each other a little space, a little grace. We can be cool knowing that we won't agree on everything or anything. But we can still be true to ourselves and to each other. How bad is that? Take care.